WillCon, September 28th at the Southside Mall in South Williamson, Kentucky, featuring special guest Christine Thompson, lead writer of Destiny 2 and Star Trek Online. Come out for a day of creativity, celebrating all things pop culture, video games, board and card games, cosplay, comics, and a host of other media and art. That's September 28th at the Southside Mall, South Williamson, Kentucky. Nerds of Their Own Table, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie. I'm Dwayne. And I'm Sammy. And on this episode, we're going to review all of the news fit to print. Uh, <laughs> Record? Does, does anyone print news anymore? Um, <laughs> Only on the internet. Oh, okay. That's not printing, though, is it? <laughs> anyway, um, we've got a... We, we thought there wasn't going to be much news this week. We actually debated a little this week about whether we were going to do a news episode at all. Um, but then we some things started happening. And so, uh, Dwayne, do you want to pitch our first item? Well, Jamie, like you said, the waters were stirring. I don't think there was much going on, but the, a few announcements have come down. Uh, one of the most notable ones that we've got to get in here for our endorsement checks, uh, <laughs> Disney is releasing their streaming bundle uh, package and price. And what you're looking at is the Disney streaming service, which is, I think, Disney Plus, yeah. the way they're talking mm-hmm. about, uh, along with Hulu and an ESPN for $12.99. Very competitive, especially for three services. And I know this is a Nerds of the Roundtable episode, and we're you know on brand here, we're, we're nerdy, but for, I know there's some a handful of nerds who like sports too. That ESPN Plus package, this isn't going to mean anything to you guys probably, but <laughs> it includes the entire catalog of the 30 for 30 documentaries. So oh, all of yes. those are ESPN. So that just for for me as a sport, the sports nerd portion of my brain, that's worth the twelve ninety nine. And I mean, just you take those things together, you're basically getting, depending on what you prize more, you're basically getting either Hulu or ESPN Plus free. Uh, yeah, that's that's phenomenal. Go ahead, yeah. Sam. Yeah, I was gonna say, and, and that's exactly what you're looking at. You know, alone Disney Plus is going to be probably six ninety nine. And then when you factor in Hulu and, and ESPN, you know, that $12.99 is a, first of all, is a really good price for those three services. Plus with the rumor of Warner streaming service of HBO Max going to be between $16 to $17, um, you know, that's putting them, you know, a little bit ahead. And, you know, I think uh, Disney's hoping for that. And there's the Netflix, you know, story about them raising their prices as well. And so... exactly. This felt a lot like to me, like, like, hey, Netflix, here you go. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. dropping the gauntlet on the table uh, in, in a big, bad way here, uh, releasing these three, three services. Being a Netflix and Amazon subscriber, I also use the free services on Voodoo. I've toyed around with Hulu because there's a lot of interesting things that they've done. 
And so this is really a big selling point for me. Plus your ESP, and I know the ancillary ESPN channels, you know, will have like the, the girls' softball, which my daughter's getting into, the girls' volleyball and, and soccer and, and some of these other, you know, minor or smaller even school sports. Yeah, I love ESPN 8, the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Don't they have the dodgeball competition? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, that's definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, based on what I saw, though, uh, you know, obviously Disney wants to give their D23 attendees the first chance at this. So uh, August 23rd to 25th is this year's D23, um, and those attendees will actually be able to go ahead and pre-register for this service. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of an interesting setup for that. Well, you guys want me to drop your names in the hat while I'm there? Yeah, go for it. We appreciate it. We got to keep the mouse happy. Only That's wish. Right. Yeah, yeah. Got to got to please the mouse there. Um, and I and I know that um Hulu is kind of like the um the little brother of of the streaming services, but I we've had it um here at the Fugit household for about six months, and I I've really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. some of the originals, um, the Runaways. I mean, there's been some good stuff on there. Um, uh, a documentary that the... might be my keeping it 100 next time. We'll see. Ooh, very interesting. Okay, awesome. You know, they had the Stephen King um, translation of the book where uh, the time travel happened with Kennedy's assassination, didn't they? I was believe this Hulu, I believe. So. Yeah. Now, see, that yes, was one thing that piqued my interest. And then you guys talk about the Runaways and other different things. Hulu's kind of been bouncing on and off my radar for quite a while now, and I've just never pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, this is because I think the stuff they're more famous for is not necessarily the stuff I'm <laughs> I'm watching. I'm too much of a weirdo, I guess. But, <laughs> but I but I have found stuff on there that was good enough that I feel like it justifies the price. Uh, oh well, we, yeah, we well, you know, and as as you know, a fan of comics and stuff, you know, Disney Plus they're really kind of I guess going towards kind of your mainstream and also kids. So a yeah. lot of the stuff, especially for Marvel, that they're putting on there is more kid oriented mm-hmm. uh, or at least uh, more accessible. Now the shows that we talked about before that they were discussing things like ghost rider and Hellstrom, those are going to be on Hulu. Yeah. Okay. So those will be, on I'd Hulu. forgotten that. Yeah. The darker, <laughs> maybe more adult based Marvel characters. And that would be a great Hulu. delineation of the brand. Yeah, and exactly. It makes you buy two services. There you go. <laughs> yep. Well, speaking about things that are weird, I know there's a little movie from the 80s that's completely just off the wall that has a ton of love. And I know it's been a hit in my house for many, many years. Beetlejuice. And it's been announced Beetlejuice 2 is happening. Hmm. Interesting. I think I know why. So um, I saw uh, the top like six box office movies of this year were all Disney releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not we're five five out of the six were just, were, were Disney owned properties. Um, not a surprise. Uh, Dumbo wasn't one of them. Correct. Uh, Dumbo was their big flop of the year, and so I think Dumbo's uh, success. I don't, question mark. Um, I think that you know Tim Burton is looking for some career resuscitation here. Dumbo was such a smashing success, he's having to go back to Beetlejuice. Yeah, I think Tim Burton was uh, the wrong uh, person for that movie. I'm I'm trying to think what I'm saying. He was just the wrong match 
you, you know, these two things wasn't meldable, I don't think. He's just such an oddball. Dumbo's kind of a straight-ahead story. Yeah. Fairly simple story. You know, there's there's not a great deal of depth there. Well, I think the, some of the weird imagery, I think, may have made people connect the dots. Because there, there's some weird image, like with the, uh, like the, uh, when Dumbo gets drunk or whatever. I mean, there's, I mean, there's some weird stuff. I thought maybe that's why they thought of Tim Burton. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was perfect for Alice in Wonderland. And I, I think I think yeah. he would be I think he would be well now the first one was good I didn't like the second one at all the, through the looking glass or through the yeah through the looking glass um, yeah I didn't like I, that one at all but now I did enjoy the first one if nothing else just for the visuals and the the, the madness throughout. Well, I've got some nerd heresy for you. I don't like Tim Burton. <clears throat> I I don't enjoy Tim Burton movies. Like I can tell. I mean, the first Batman's okay. I like it. Um, there's some definite Tim Burtonisms in that movie that I don't enjoy. Um, Batman well, Returns, I don't, I don't really like that much, and that's about it. I don't like Tim Burton's movies. Well, here's here's okay. here's my Tim Burton stance. I like him when I like him. Not everything he does I like, but he does the odd things very well, and that's what I like about he him. He does Big Fish. Yeah, Big Fish not, is not great. Not not a big movie, but a great great movie. Yep. Uh, with you and McGregor. Yep, you and McGregor. Well, you know what? What's funny with Be- this Beetlejuice sequel is this movie has been talked about back and forth since the original movie came out. Oh, I don't you doubt know? it because it was such a big hit, and they yeah. had a cartoon offshoot of it and everything. Well, well, even right now, there's a there's a Broadway musical based on Beetlejuice. Yeah. So, so strike, so strike while it's you know in the public eye. Yeah, and or, from where Walt Burton's career's hurting. <laughs> there you go. And from what, <laughs> what I hear though. They were going to put Beetlejuice and, and set it in like a tropical area, and it was like you know Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii type of, <laughs> of, of feel, you know. And I have no idea how that would come into fruition, you know. And this has went back and forth, you know. Um, a few years ago, Winona Ryder was on I can't remember what one of the talk shows, one of the late night talk shows, and she said, "Yes, this is happening," and then nothing. And then yeah. even at the pre- premiere of Dumbo, Burton was like, yeah, that'll probably never happen. You know, so, I mean. Yeah, and the box and office forth. came in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I will tell you, this is a movie that's going to be, you know, it's going to be on my radar for a lookout. I just hope Definitely. that what, you know, happens with it, I hope it isn't rewritten so many times that it loses itself and just well, is a mess. Um, I'll be seeing it, um, whether I want to or not. My, as much as I don't like Tim Burton, my wife loves Tim Burton movies. <laughs> and so I've seen more of them than I'm happy about. And I'm sure I will be seeing this one in the theater. So <laughs> Great. Now, moving on, we've got an interesting coming up. When do you guys want to tackle this one? Well, you know, speaking of sequels, um, for, for those of you out there that, that really enjoyed Tom Hardy's Venom, uh, we're getting a, a sequel to that, and uh, we have a director who has been officially signed. Um, so Gollum now has his new precious, right? <laughs> so Andy Serkis will be the director of this sequel. So what do you guys think about that? I think that makes all the sense in the world. Um, I went and looked at his IMDb t- uh, page today while we were, I can't talk. I haven't slept enough this week and it's showing. Um, but uh, I went and looked at his IMDb page and he's got a couple of director credits already. Uh, not a lot, yes. 
but they apparently, but I went and looked at their ratings. They're all rated pretty highly on really IMDb. Well, yeah. And, really um, well. and, and he's busy. Like you I mean, like, like those little gray squares above for like future projects. It's looking pretty full. I mean, j- just for director credit. So he apparently has done a good job and who's got more mocap experience than Andy Serkis. Exactly. And there's, and there's a ton of mocap in the Venom movie. So I think it makes And a he's lot. already got a bit of tenure with Marvel. True. Yeah. Yeah, they're looking, I think, possibly uh, October 2020, maybe for this release, uh, was a tentative date that, that I'd seen. And, you know, Woody Harrelson is reportedly coming back to play Cletus Cassidy. I want uh, that to happen so bad. So I, I think, <laughs> think him as Carnage against Tom Hardy's Venom with Andy Serkis directing, this could be quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we're um. I think that the uh, I didn't know for sure if my, why my brothers picked this, but one of them put on our uh, graphically novel schedule, like Carnage uh, graphic novel. And so I think we're 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 gonna get into the spirit of things too over there. But nice. all right. But I mean, Woody Harrelson is just such a fun actor. And he, did did you all watch, stay for the post credit scene uh, where where he was had that little that little moment at the end of Venom? I watched. I didn't see it at the theater, but I did watch it on blu-ray when it came out so it's such a quirky take he's doing on that character i i I really i want to see that for a whole movie all right all right what's next well jamie i think this one's yours i think this next one's your baby isn't it well um here's a little uh okay i made paper notes this time and then you all changed the schedule after okay. I made my notes. So I don't actually know what's next. <laughs> well, well, next on my paper notes, uh, we, as, as I was writing, as our discussion goes, uh, is looking like Treadstone. Oh, yes. Um, yes. I'm, I think I'm our resident born super fan. And um, I think I'm the only one that's seen all the, uh, even the Damon movies. But, um, so I th- but I see they're making a Treadstone movie. Matt Damon is not involved. Jason Bourne is not involved. And I was pretty sure we had already established um, pretty definitively the B- Bourne doesn't work without Bourne. They tried to do it with Hawkeye. It didn't work. Yeah, it didn't, didn't go, did it? Now, <laughs> yeah. is this, a, this, is a series, this is a series on USA, correct? Yeah. And now, Treadstone they... was Treadstone. Um, now, me only seeing the first Bourne movie, even as of now, I know we've done our, our, our review on it with Nerds of the Roundtable. Uh, was Treadstone not dissolved at the end of Born because didn't Brian Cox go up to to Congress and say, "Well, well, not Treadstone, but let me talk to you about you know." Yeah, he basically renamed it. it it's it's Treadstone, which okay. makes me think this is probably a prequel. That's what I was. Yeah, prequel um, story. Some of the early concept stuff that I've seen is you know we're looking at other sleeper agents as well as the origin of the Treadstone project. Mm, yeah. So you know they're going to milk the whole spy espionage thing as, as as far as they can with this series. And and like Dwayne said, this is going to be on the USA Network. So you could it good could stuff. They but, true. Yeah, they could be on at two in the morning or ten in the morning <laughs> or five in the afternoon, and the schedule will change without you knowing it. So, or it could be on at eleven o'clock in the day and then five o'clock in the afternoon and then nine o'clock at night. 
It's true. Yeah. But I will, I will say one thing I like about this being on USA is they seem like they'll give things a chance. Like yeah. they don't, they don't have a quick trigger to cancel stuff. Yeah, That's they true. do let shows linger, and I do like that about them. Uh, this is really exciting. I love the spy, love the espionage stuff. With this being a prequel, I, I know we've had the the uh, Black Widow movie coming out which may go into either her training or like her successor's training. We've had the Red Sparrow with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, where they shown her being trained as a, like a super spy. I'm kind of done with the training of the super spies, I guess, you know, already. <laughs> but now I do love to see the, the action and the origins and how the inner workings of this stuff goes. Well, I mean, the, it's got a weird IMDb page. I mean, there's no, like, it doesn't say who the showrunners are. It doesn't say who the actors are. But it's got still photos from the from like shooting. So I'm like, I've never seen that before. It's like this. Oh wow! And the yeah. and the and the description is really spare. I mean, it's yeah. really all. But it was a weird description. Like it sounded a little different. Like we're, we're not just training spies; they're training superhuman assassins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, is this Treadstone or Weapon X? I, mean, I wasn't. I mean, it seemed like a weird. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, cash in on the uh, the superhero boom. Yeah, it's know. pretty obvious that's what they're doing. But <laughs> Well, you know, there's an, another movie that is making a jump to the small screen. And oh, yeah. a, that is Event Horizon. So... Yes. And, and me and Dwayne, we compared notes a little bit before we... Um, uh, started recording we found we, we've since like we both have an exception to our we don't like horror rule if you put it in space and we're okay with it apparently <laughs> there you go give it a sci-fi bend yeah. you're good yeah, yeah right? give it a good sci-fi bend and i'm 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 there now event horizon i'm really interested i need to go back and watch the original because in all honesty it freaked me out so bad i didn't even finish it and that was not long after it came out that was before the year 2000 <laughs> Yeah, it was, and, what ninety seven I think was the release date on that. Yeah, it was a uh, pre Morpheus for Lawrence Fishburne, but uh, yeah. but it, I I remember really I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember really loving this movie. I mean, being kind of disappointed at the end a little bit. Like I think I feel, it feels to me I I don't remember it very clearly. It's been a long time. I remember being disappointed with the end kind of falling apart. Well, now not knowing the end, would it be possible for them to bring Sam Neill back? don't know they are bringing the original producers back (laughs) yeah people die in that movie i don't remember which one i don't remember who lived and who died i I don't don't remember there's a lot going on there yeah but it but it is go ahead sorry oh no just go ahead go ahead no it's a it's a it's a fun sort of thing that i mean we've got like a lot of sci-fi on tv but if they if they really lean into the horror i mean there's not been a lot of to my knowledge like long-running like sci-fi horror on tv it seems like it's a little a a niche they could sort of take Mm -hmm. advantage of that's true and based on what i've seen they don't have a specific release date but this could possibly be an amazon exclusive so in these streaming wars you know this may be one of the volleys from uh, amazon so amazon has been really inconsistent but they've released some very good content Mm mm-hmm and next up, Sam, we're looking at the Titans season two. All right. Speaking, you, you wanna, speaking can, can I can I read my note? I, sure. I've, got, I've got one note. Go for uh, it. Lay back and let Sammy talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're talking about streaming services, um, 
you know, DC Universe, at least as for right now, is still chugging along. And actually on September 6th, so right around the corner, uh, season two of Titans is going to be debuting. Um, they did release the first trailer for the show. Uh, we see for the first time Ian Glenn of um, basically playing Bruce Wayne. So we're, we're seeing the Game of Thrones guy come in as Bruce Wayne. Uh, they're also somehow showing pictures of Superboy, Crypto, Deathstroke, Donna Troy in her Wonder Girl costume, Cadmus Labs, Aqualad, and Rose Wilson. Um, so I don't know how they're going to get all this in. I'm really interested to see where they go with it. So. Speaking, of, speaking of getting things in, can they really show a Wonder, Wonder Girl outfit on TV? Um, well, it's, <laughs> it's Donna Troy's, so it's the red looking. Oh, okay. You know, I was, so it's, yeah. I was thinking of Power Girl. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, I was how do you get that one on TV? Uh? <laughs> well, this is, this is, you know, DC streaming isn't just for kids. So, uh, they could bring Power Girl in at any point. So, <laughs> but, the, you know, the Donna Troy Wonder Girl. Um, and from what I'm seeing, I mean, there's lots of those nods to those late 90s, you know, kind of a, a touch of, of Judas Contract from the 80s with a little bit of who is Donna Troy. You know, so it's kind of interesting. How many episodes is that going to be? That's, that's a lot of new characters for one season. That's what I was thinking. Um, you know, the first season we talked about similar to Swamp Thing had been shortened. They never, they didn't resolve the issue from the first season. So I'm interested mm. to see how they resolve that because we got left with a Trigon uh, Raven issue at the end of the season. That still has to be plus they're bringing in Deathstroke and Mercy Graves, uh, who was you know, kind of Lex Luthor's bodyguard, uh, both of those kind of being brought in as additional big bads. So I'll be interested to see how they, they script this thing. Uh, plus they are using both versions, Dick Grayson and the Jason Todd Robin. Uh, both are there. And Jason Todd is a punk. So <laughs> you, you'll get what I mean. If you, if you watch the trailer, <laughs> that sounds more like an old school TV, like 24 episode cast. List. Yeah, like it would have to be more than 10. No. Unless they're just like episodes, you know, people stand like, Hey, wave at them as you go by. I mean, unless they're just like those little Easter egg things, but if they're going to be actual right. characters, that's a huge cast list. Well, and that doesn't even count, you know, your, your Titans, Beast Boy, yeah. Robin, Starfire, uh, Raven, plus Hawk and Dove are in this also. They were in the first season. So, really? Yeah, plus you have Hawk and Dove. <laughs> so. <laughs> I didn't know Hawk and Dove were on the Titans. Oh, they were, and they had some steamy scenes together. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought they were brothers. Uh, this is this is Don Granger, not Don Hall, the the brother. So, okay. Don Hall, uh, Hank Hall is is basically you know the, with the older older brother, kind of the more jock brother. He's Hawk. His brother uh, was Dove, gets killed, and then eventually they bring in a character called Don Granger, uh, who ta- who becomes. <laughs> <laughs> Who becomes Dove? So okay. there you go. <laughs> right, my, my, Mar- my Marvel uh, you know, fandom was showing there. I, I, 
<laughs> My bad. Sorry, Dwayne. <laughs> it's okay. Let me wake up here. <clears throat> All right. All right, what's next then? Now, now, now there is I'll something. I'll do that to a lot of people, Dwayne. Now, now there is something you're really interested in, though, Jamie, and I think you are a big Pacific Rim fan, right? Absolutely, huge Pacific Rim fan, and um, I'm both excited and disappointed by the Pacific Rim news. Um, I know Uprising didn't make a ton of money, and it wasn't as good as the original, but it was still fun, and I was hoping for a third movie because the ending, and I don't want to give it away because. A lot of people didn't see Uprising. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it wasn't just you. A lot of people didn't see Uprising. But uh, it ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger. And so Ooh. there are big, huge dangling plot threads. And so I was really hoping for a third movie, maybe a trilogy type deal. Everybody loves a trilogy. Um, we're not getting that. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> because you people didn't watch Uprising. But we are getting, um, and Netflix has already confirmed, at least two seasons of a, Correct. not just an animated uh, series, an anime series, which mm-hmm. I think is really appropriate because there's anime influence all over Pacific Rim, the whole series. That would be a great translation yeah. uh, for, for that style and for what happens in those movies. Uh, you know, the giant robots battling the giant monsters. One thing I love, the anime style <clears throat> Being so excited to have seen Castlevania anime happen on Netflix, that was a show where absolutely nothing has happened. Yeah. Well, it sounds like there's a plan in place. Like, they've already said we're doing two seasons, and I'm wondering if they're, like, they said it kind of open-ended, like, at least two seasons, but it sounds like that maybe they're taking, like, the, maybe the script or the plan for the third movie, and they're just animating it, or whatever the, whatever that verb is. I don't know what that verb would be. But they're um, just going to finish the story uh, animated. And so, um, but the, um, see if Sammy rings any bells for you. Do the names Craig Kyle and Craig Johnson mean anything to you? Craig Kyle and Craig Johnson. Hmm, I don't know. I think that they, they were at least worked on, but I think they were the showrunners of Wolverine and the X-Men. Okay, then. And that's, that's who's showrunning the specific Graham show. And so that that was a good animated series. So, I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, tying this in, and maybe an in interest to, to Dwayne with this, uh, Legendary is teaming with Polygon Pictures to produce this. And Polygon mm-hmm. is the group that works on Star Wars Resistance for Cartoon Network. So I'm interested oh, to see what the animation style is going to look like. Yeah, that's a strange animation style. That is not... Uh, Myself included, that is not a favorite animation style of a lot of Star Wars fans. Yeah, uh, the the way they've taken that one. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge <laughs> animation fan, um, but I'm kind of picky about animation styles. Um, so I haven't watched any of that show. Yeah, I, I like a broad <laughs> range of animation styles, but yeah, it's got to be you know it's got to be a certain thing. Here. Speaking yeah. of what we want things to be and all these things happening, gentlemen, are we ready to? Cast ourselves into the beyond. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm feeling <laughs> mystical. Let's go. <laughs> Dad, what time is it? It's Ronnie time. It's Ronnie time. It's Trelawney time. It's Trelawney time. It's time to make a prediction. Baby, don't you whine. It's Trelawney time. Time. 
Okay, and that brings us to our Trelawney time. Um, I know uh, there's we got a little bit of unfinished business to wrap up. Yeah, we owe Dwayne an apology. I I was I was absent last time, and uh, and I know not having the the famous Trelawney time jingle. I'm still waiting on my Grammy for. Um, (laughs) You know, kind of kind of threw things off there, but. uh, the last episode, uh, you guys had projected a score for Dora and the lost city of something think, or other. Yeah. Gold, Atlantis. Dora, yeah. The lost city of gold, I think. <clears throat> Dora. So, Jamie, you projected this thing uh, hitting a 52%. Sam, you projected a 63%. Okay. Now, I'm not going to cheat because... An, and advertedly, I got a, a, a Rotten Tomatoes score while I was traveling at some point listening to some, some movie discussion. I was totally expecting you to cheat. This thing <laughs> is – well – That kind of has been going around lately. It's I've kind of been going podcasts. around, right? <laughs> I'm getting used um, to it. This thing has really surprising a lot of people. No, it comes out this week, so we don't have a you know the, the the multiple hundreds of reviews that Rotten Tomatoes is famous for. But I think with eighty one reviews, this thing is at eighty one percent. Wow! It has to be Michael Pena. Yeah, has to be Michael. It's Pena. the Michael Pena bump. That's it. It's, it's got to be. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm really kind of uh, interested to see this. I was talking to my daughter about it today, and I'm like, you know, what do you think about this? You think it would be worth checking out? And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, I, I really, and I really feel this way. This is either going to be really brilliant, or it's going to be just really a hot pile of garbage. <laughs> you know, you're either going to have gold, or you're going to have a dumpster fire. <laughs> You know, with this, but uh, it looks so much fun. And yeah, you got Michael Pena in there. You got Eva Longoria. Um, I've I've heard rumor of Danny Trejo. I haven't been able to look or confirm any of that. But yeah, that's that's really interesting. And also before that, though, we had some uh, some to clear up. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw, uh, our Fast and Furious, has as came out, and uh, I think. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is placing this at a 66%. Still fresh, but 66%. I've got a visitor here in studio. So, uh, uh, yeah, Hobson Shaw, 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, Jamie, I think you were thinking that we're going to, you know, that people are going to recognize what this is and what it was and score it accordingly, which was I was thinking too. You gave this eighty-two percent. Okay, I could I couldn't remember. I was blanking. I wasn't <laughs> sure where you were going with that. Sam, uh, seventy, a little more conservative. Uh, myself gave it a sixty-four percent. Oh, good call. So oh, I was that. I was the closest there. My uh, my um, just two points off. But uh, coming up, there is nothing happening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think we have any movies worth watching until at least mid-late October. <laughs> we, we are in the lull time, ladies and when, gentlemen. When is, when is the current war? That's Is that September? No, that's October, I believe. Is that October, yes. too? October, oh, I believe, yes. These really are the dog days, aren't they? Yeah, it's really the dog days. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, really, I think that's all. Going through the list, 
the only thing I could find worth talking about, Angry Birds 2, maybe? <laughs> Let's do it. Angry Birds 2, friends, a game or a movie based on a phone app game. Um, I mean, if if Shakespeare is not rolling over. <laughs> so, Enough said. Guys, where are we going to score this thing? Has anybody seen the first movie? I have. No. I was forced to watch it. Yeah, I'm I was not forced saying that. It's as good as you. It's every bit as good as you would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Let's go there. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be reflected in the number I say in a second here. Okay, so does everybody have a number in mind? I've got uh, one written down already. Okay, Jamie, what's your number? Twenty-three percent. Twenty. Okay. Wow, Sam. Fifty-six uh, percent. 56%. Okay. I actually had in mind 58%. Okay. So uh, we... Uh, I, saw, I saw the first movie. You boys are being wildly optimistic. Now, I, I saw the first movie, too. Uh, and... Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be nice here. <laughs> so, Jamie at 23%. Sam at 56%. And Dwayne, myself, at 58% for Angry Birds... Two frenemies. <laughs> and that was Trelawney time. I thought I was being nice with my 23%. There you go. Uh, let's, let's, let's go next to something that's good. Or it looks good. This okay. looks amazing. And this is one of my favorite eras in history and it's very specific. It's not just an era. The The date is in the name of the movie. 1917. Yes. Yada. Um, it, the, I think I'm afraid the trailer gives away a little too much, but it's a fantastic trailer. And um, I want that to come out in August. I want that to come out right now. Um, <laughs> I, I, would, I would pitch a road trip. We'd all go watch it together. It looks amazing. I want to see it right now. Yeah. It really does. It truly does. And how can you not be epic with something in this scope? Well, well and, then, and then once again, you know, we talk a lot about who they're casting in these roles. I mean, they're getting some really good names for this. Um, you know, and, and I love the fact that, that they are giving World War One its yeah. due. You know, there are so many, you know, there are some World War One movies, but there are, you know, hundreds of movies set in World War Two. Mm-hmm. You know, that is just kind of an era that, and, and a lot of that is just the, at cinema at the time and things along those lines, you know, kind of keep that alive. But yeah. with World War One, you know, you don't see that as much. And then well, there, there's, there's, not as much, there's not as much glamour in trench warfare. True. And there's not the sort of um, absolute evil enemy you have like the way you do when you're, when you're fighting Nazis. Um, and yeah, so, I, so. I, I, I think there's an all me. I think there's those are some of the reasons why they don't make as many. Um but they found a nice angle because it, it's about like saving the guys in the trenches, but we're not spending all our time in the trenches. It's a kind of a, like a chase movie, kind of. Yeah. Um, it's yes, about two uh, guys running, try, trying to deliver information quickly. Like a World War One Pony Express, maybe? I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but it, so we're not just stuck in the mud and the desperation of the trenches. So it's, it's like a, so we're, we're, we're dealing with that reality, but it's not the same kind of, depressing nature of the story correct 
Yeah. yeah, that's a very uh, neat way uh, to tackle this because, like you said, you know, just the desperation. I love that word when you put it with that because it's exactly what it was. These guys were dug in for years and barely moved inches in some cases. You know, yeah. um, every foot it seemed like cost thousands of lives. Yeah, I was under constant I'm, bombardment. I'm listening to a book right now that's about the Lewis and Tolkien's time uh, during mm. trench warfare in, the, in World War One. And there was a battle, I think, that Lewis was either in or just missed because it was it was after his injury. But I think they lost, I think, 25,000 men to move four feet yeah. and forward to a new trench. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in terms of, of, of stars for this, you know, we've got Colin Firth, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. You Mark know, Strong. Kind of our, Mark Strong and Andrew Scott. And Andrew Colin Scott Firth. has... So they are definitely they've cast some really good people. Plus, your director Sam Mendes. Yeah, I was uh, going to mention that. Yes. Yeah, he's great at period pieces. I mean, Road always to quality. Yeah, is amazing. And it's, I, I love that he's went back to doing a period, doing another period piece movie. And what's interesting is they are partnering with Spielberg's Amblin Productions. Oh, for, I didn't know for that. this, so they are teaming up with Amblin for this. That's so, you know, and we know Spielberg has, has a, a soft spot for, you know, war and war movies and then kind of period pieces also. So. Mm-hmm. All right. And so I on that good news, I think we're, we sound like we're all really excited for 1917. Who's excited for the Jacob's Ladder remake? <clears throat> well, this was something I put on. This was an addition of mine. This was a movie uh, that I remember from the, the, the mid-late 1980s, one of these crazy, odd horror movies. Um, it's getting a remake. Jacob's Ladder. A guy comes back from Vietnam, all messed up in the head, and just all kinds of crazy, scary stuff happens. Just, just a strange off kilter i'm i'm not sure if it was a john carpenter but it was kind of in that kind of a feeling of serpent in the rainbow jacob's ladder kind of all in that yeah. era was that the one yeah. with tim robbins originally? Yes, yes this is the one with okay. tim robbins yeah yeah so right. just one of those weird freaky movies that, that i'm just i'm just kind of interested to keep an eye on where this is going i watched Bef- the uh i'm going ahead, sammy i'm sorry no go ahead, go ahead. well I, I just i watched the trailer like uh, right, right, right as soon as I saw Dwayne to put this on here, I didn't notice it till like probably about 30 minutes before we were going to record. I had noticed you added it. So I hurried and watched the trailer. It looks really well done. It looks yes. like they're giving, like actors are giving really good performances. It also looks like a movie I want no part of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know we famously talked about how me and Jamie are not horror fans. Uh, there are very few times I will dip my toe into the horror thing. You know, if you throw science fiction and space on it is one thing. Um, but I love, instead of maybe horror, I love a psychological thriller almost, you know, just something right. where it's, it's all in your head and it's just very personal. I don't want to see some crazy guy chasing anybody with a machete or a chainsaw or whatnot, but if weird mental stuff's going on, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Well, you know, this isn't one, another one of those movies that, that has been floating for a while. You know, it was first announced 2013. It's actually was shot in 2016 and it's oh, now. Really? Its theat- yes. And it's now just now getting its theatrical release. That's so not a good similar, sign. Usually. Yeah, that's not a good about sign. The current war. How it was floating for a while. Yeah. This one has been very similar. So. Well. Well, the trailer looks really good, and so here's yeah, here's, here's, here's what I think we should do. I think you guys should go watch it and tell me about it. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll report back. Sounds like Go a plan because I am interested to check this one out. Um, I want to throw something in that's not on the notes, but I was thinking about as as a actor was mentioned earlier. Uh, Zombieland Two has been announced. Uh, Woody yes. Harrelson. Uh, that wasn't on the notes, but that really. And I know I have an issue with zombies myself, so. Uh, I haven't seen the first Zombie Land, but I know a lot of people are huge, huge fans. And I mean, you put Woody Harrelson in something; I'm a fan. Uh, the first movie I liked. It's it's quirky, it's weird. You know, Woody Harrelson is searching for Twinkies the whole time. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, but um, you know, but I'm actually I look forward to the second one. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be something on a lot of folks' radar. Yeah, it, it the the first one flew it flew under my radar, and I didn't wasn't aware of it until it was already out of theaters. And I, I've just I've never caught it. <laughs> but the, yeah, I've went back and seen trailers for it. It does look like a lot of fun. It yeah. looks like a ton of fun. Looks like a ton of fun. But now the next thing here is near and dear to my heart, especially, and I know you guys have a love for this as well. But Jackie Chan. Um, I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but it's it's far enough along to where they're saying that this is probably maybe going to happen is going to be appearing in Shang Chi. Is that correct? In the 10 rings. Yeah. Yes. This movie's getting weird. Um, I mean, which I, I think all of phase four is weird. Uh, <laughs> me and Sammy dug into that for, for too long on the last six episodes. Just a little bit. Lindy, <laughs> yeah. But hey. Yeah. Dwayne wasn't here to rein us in about the comic talk, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Ch- so Chang Chi is kind of a weird choice to make a movie on. Um, to tie him to the Ten Rings and the Mandarin is a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Putting Jackie Chan in this movie—that's not a weird choice. That's the only thing that makes sense so far. It's like you're making a <laughs> movie. Yeah, why? Why are we still talking about this? Jackie mm-hmm. Chan should be in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. Two things we need here. Well, probably three. Let's go ahead and pull Jackie Chan, Donnie Yen, Jet Li. Just, just be done. There we go. Trifecta. Yeah. Well, I mean, but Jackie Chan's the obvious choice. I mean, because yes. like the Marvel movies have that fun factor to them. They've got that kind of light tone. There's humor. Jack, who who is better at like combining kung fu and humor than Jackie Chan? Mm-hmm. You know, but here's the thing that's interesting. He's under negotiation to play Zhang Zhu, which is a villain. Really? Yeah, he would yes. be playing the villain of this. Now and I'll be honest, Jamie, you may, may be able to help me on this. Now, this, I the think character Jamie's that, hamster just fell off the wheel. When you said <laughs> <laughs> the character he's playing was originally Fu Manchu in the comics. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. You, yeah, you they got to change that. They, they had to do the main update. <laughs> yeah. Um, Somewhere around maybe Secret Avengers issue six, they changed the name Fu Manchu to this Zhang Zhu. Okay. Uh, I didn't even know this was supposed to be the same people. <laughs> uh, well, as I was as I was looking, I, I was kind of scanning through because you know when I see a, a character name from a comic, you know I start going, okay, who is this character? Yeah. And it it ties back to the character Fu Manchu who first appeared in in Special Marvel Edition 15 along with Shang-Chi, and he was actually Shang-Chi's father. So are are we going to have a no, I'm your father moment in Marvel? (laughs) That would be great. Do we have any any other casting news for Shang-Chi? 
not since SDCC. So the newest thing oh. I've seen is the Jackie Chan negotiation. Well, see, I, I'm curious about this because in recent years, Marvel hasn't had Shang-Chi have his own series. He's been a, like a top-notch guest star. Like, he shows up all over the place. Oh, wow. Right. But he's not been a main character. He's not, like, had his own series. And so it's kind of weird for him to be, like, the main character in a movie. That's not how they've been using that character for their yeah. stories. So it's, well, I mean, I, I'm curious how that works now. Because he had a, I mean, recently he's been in the Iron Fist book. Uh, he's been in Dom- Domino series. Um, he's he's shown up in places, and he's and he, he's fun as this sort of like wise character shows up, or like this um, r- super resourceful guy. So I'm just I'm interested on in, on in take of him being the protagonist. I, I'm just I'm curious yeah. about that. Yes. Well, I totally agree with the, what you guys were were throwing out the last news episode. Yeah, phase four is going to be either <laughs> brilliant or a hot mess, <laughs> and. Yeah, there's just so much new stuff, which I love. I'm I'm glad they're doing new things instead of just rehashing. But I guess Guardians has given them a ticket just to say, okay, what can we throw here and stick at the wall? These nerds will give us money for anything we make. Let's get weird. Exactly. (laughs) And uh, so I'm I'm excited to see where they go with these. I'm really excited to see where they go with uh, with, uh, some of these characters and things. And that's very interesting. Now, I did read something. Now, the Ten Rings, they said tie back all the way to Iron Man 1. They said there is something in Iron Man yes. One that brings that. Yes. I'm not. Would, do you guys care to enlighten me as to what that is? Because I, I, I'm not familiar enough with this to have caught that Easter egg. Apparently. Uh, well, in um, in the comic books, the Ten Rings are things worn by the Mandarin. They're where he gets his power from. Okay. Um, the Mandarin is kind of a. Uh, I want to put it. I'm not going to put it nicely. It's a racist character. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, so. yeah. He's yeah, he's completely crazy. That's yeah, why I, so, now, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the take uh, from yeah. being Kings on the Mandarin in Iron Man Three. I thought that was really neat, and I would have liked for them to have carried that character along to where he was like, okay, I was just acting this crazy. Well, and there's just, rumors that he could show back up in the Shang Chi movie. I've, I I've really heard. hope so because I love that take. But in Iron Man One, they weren't sure how to handle that. Um, and so they had um, so the, the group, the terrorist group that Tony is dealing with in the first movie are called the Ten Rings. Uh-huh. Oh, OK. So that whole organization was called that. And I think at that time they had no plans on ever bringing the Mandarin in as a character. And so just calling that group the Ten Rings, I think, was supposed to be like a nod toward mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like, they were just going to stay away. <laughs> but then, they, then, but then yeah. they found an angle they could use. So I don't, I'm not quite sure. I, I don't know if it's the terrorist organization or if they're going to have the ten, the ten power rings show up. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mystified by that title too. I, I'm not sure where they're going with that. Okay. So they, so this could be a different direction entirely. Then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's you really know, interesting. I almost, I almost think they wouldn't do the actual ten rings because that starts feeling more like Infinity Stones when you start getting. Yeah powerful things put on your hands, you know, kind of deal. So <laughs> I really think they'll, they'll maybe stick with the whole like, terrorist organization, you know, that kind of thing. But, but, but Shang-Chi's like, it's, I mean, he's sort of your, I mean, I don't want to be stereotypical or, or whatever, but he's a Kung Fu guy who is, he's all usually involved in Kung Fu type stories. Mm-hmm. And so I don't normally think of, you know, Middle Eastern terrorist groups <laughs> in Kung Fu movies. So, yeah. yeah. It's just a weird, I'm not sure where they're going with that. I, I really am. I'm super curious as what the angle is. Well, that's really uh, interesting to keep an ear out and an eye out for uh, what direction they want to take that. And yeah, that is kind of a, a reach there 
<laughs> Middle East to Far East, you know. Hell, hell, that's gonna, hell, that's we brought up comic books and went long again. Sorry, Dwayne. So, hey, yes. no problem, no problem. <laughs> well, you know, as of you saying, you know, we were going long, and I believe it is time to wrap this episode up. And uh, we'd like to thank you guys for listening to uh, to uh, our Nerds of the Roundtable news episodes uh, every other week, uh, and uh, sticking with us through our movie reviews. I hope you guys are enjoying the new format. I know we really are digging it and uh, look to examining a few movies in the future uh, under our famous pan and fan what did we like about it and what did we not like about it you know what what are we going to pan and toss off to the side or what are we a fan of that we really uh want to brag on these movies for so uh and if if any of the listeners want to highlight anything that that we miss or that there's really feel strongly about that they're want to be a fan or, or fan or pan um, they can shoot us an email at roundtablenerds at gmail.com. Um, there's always the Facebook group. Just drop in. We'll, we'll approve anybody. Um, ever, anybody. We'll let anybody in. And There's an approval process? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we click the yes button. That, that's okay. the whole process. Okay. That's so you send send all your bots and all your friends along uh, to <laughs> check us out. We are active on Instagram as well under a nerds of the round table podcast. So keep it nerdy. Good night, Mexico. Graphically Novel. Three brothers tackle a different graphic novel each week. Listen as the brothers Fugit discuss classic and not-so-classic graphic novels. Subscribe now on your podcast feed of choice. Graphically Novel. Three brothers who like each other but love comics.